Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Bucks game is over. And now, it's time for the longest-running Pro Hoops post-game show in Milwaukee. Hear from the players. You know, I feel good. I always can get better. But, you know, I know I know myself. I know how usually it goes. You know, uh, if I'm healthy, things are going to be okay. The head coach. Um, you know, offensively, I think, you know, we make a few more shots. Could be dangerous. And the fans. You got a guy in Giannis. He's just, like, the most likable human being. And all the other people fall in line with that. Everybody kind of takes it after him. And it just it's really positive to see that. That be the team that we give. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Now, here's your host, Bill Baby Tausch Schmid, on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Bucks lose in LA tonight, 113-103, and fall in the anticipated matchup of the MVP candidates, LeBron and Giannis. In Lipstick City tonight. Stars did their thing, that's for sure. The All-Stars played well, well, three out of four. And another Milwaukee Buck in the big three also failed to show up. That being Eric Bledsoe as well. If you combine 23 points from Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe on the night, five of 19 from the floor was Chris Middleton, two of 10 from beyond the arc again from Cash, and the Bucks just unable to bounce back after an 18-0 run in the middle of the third quarter by the Lakers, and, and that was all she wrote at that point. Bucks got it back within five, had it within four in the ball, about four and a half minutes left, and an all-real opportunity to get this thing within a possession. In transition, Chris Middleton blocked from behind by Anthony Davis, and the scrum leads the ball into the purple and gold's hands. And that was about it. Bucks fall tonight by 10 against the LA Lakers, 113-103. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. This is the Pick and Safe Probes postgame show. Thanks for being here on a late night Friday night. Bucks and Lakers, one of the most anticipated regular season games I can remember in Milwaukee Bucks history. You can react with us right now at 414-799-1250. and also tweet us at 1057FM, the fan, with your thoughts on the game tonight and ultimately the takeaway you have after seeing these two t- 
Titans in the NBA go at it one more time here in the regular season and the final time they will in the regular season out at Staples. Bucks win by seven back in December. The Lakers get the upper hand in their building now here tonight. And the the run in the third quarter ultimately put the game away. And, and that was where the Lakers were able to, to get themselves the distance they needed to, to stay in that race. But LeBron James tonight was all too good. And while the national broadcast of Breen, Van Gundy, and Jackson I thought was really, really good, it, it's it's shocking to me that somehow we're going to say that somebody gets dominated 32-12-6. and six. Giannis did not end up getting the win tonight, but they made it sound like it was a little bit wider of a margin than, than some other ones would have said. But in the game tonight, after seeing these two teams go at it for 48 minutes, what did you take away from it? I'm seeing that you're still going to need the exact same thing we thought of going into 2019 and 2020. Better clutch time performances from Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton. A combined 23 points tonight between Chris and Bledsoe. You combine it up for 10 of 32 from the floor as well. That's just not going to get it done. 2 of 13 combined from 3. 2 of 10 of that on the hand of Chris Middleton. Let's go straight out to the phones. And KJ's in West Dallas to start us up tonight on the Big and Safe Probes postgame show. KJ, what would you see tonight? Aloha, my brother. Thanks for taking my call. I saw a train wreck by uh, Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe tonight. Um, can they please have a big game against a good opponent? I mean, Middleton, I, it seems like he can put up big numbers against teams that are uh, subpar, you know, average teams, but he gets in these big moments and he just disappears. Bledsoe out of control. Uh, same thing he did last year, uh, over uh, penetrating in the in the key. Uh, just man, I, I I just don't know. They just don't step up when they need to. If Middleton would have hit his average and Bledsoe would have uh, distributed the ball and made some shots when they needed to, um, they probably would have won this game. You know what? I would start DiVincenzo right now over Bledsoe. I just think he's a more solid guard. He can shoot. Um, he, he dishes the ball well. I, I just don't have any confidence in Bledsoe's game right now. I really don't. And Middleton is just sloppy. Not His handles are weak. I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. And if they play like that in the playoffs, there's a there's a chance that they they could be upset by somebody. Appreciate it, KJ. And and tonight there's going to be a lot of that reaction. There's going to be a ton of we haven't seen the progress from those two guys, and some of it's going to be rightfully earned. Chris Middleton has struggled the last two nights. He's a historically streaky guy. Appears to be going into a cold streak here in the beginning of March, which is ill-timed. Eric Bledsoe tonight, I thought, looked at certain times disinterested and certain times just flat-out frustrated. And he was not able to calm himself down, especially trying to penetrate the lane, and threw up some wild shots, had some just bad possessions, just some bad decisions on the part of Bledsoe tonight. But ultimately, those are going to be money-making plays you're going to have to make in in the clutch time of, of a playoff series. Eric Bledsoe's 
postseason performance has been criticized a lot in this town, and I think rightfully so. Chris Middleton's, on the other hand, I think somewhat is unwarranted because I still point back to what he did going up against that team from Boston in the series a couple of years ago. He was pretty good last year as well in the first two rounds. Ultimately, everybody fell quiet and 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 stopped hitting anything, really, in that final four games against the Toronto team. But throughout the year, Chris Middleton's built himself up some stock. But tonight was a clunker on a big-time stage. And when you sign that deal and you are in that position, you're open for the criticism, and it's coming, no doubt about it. When you combine for 23 points between two of your top three players, Middleton tonight, just two of 10 from beyond the arc, finished with 12 points, five boards, and four assists. 414-799-1250 out to the Upper west, upper East Side of the city, and we find Brett on the fan. Brett, what's on your mind tonight after Bucks and Lakers? Hey, Billy, how you doing? I've been better, but it's okay. Yeah, it's all right, man. Hey, listen, I could I could go into obscenities about this game tonight, but you know what? I'm on radio, so I'm going to keep it easy. I appreciate Everybody that. Thanks. Just needs to take a breath right now. It sucks to lose to the Lakers on national TV. I get that. This is a very good team we just played, but man, putting up a clunker on a West Coast road trip, everything's going to be fine. And I'll tell you right now, nothing I saw from the Los Angeles Lakers tonight makes me think that the Bucks will lose to this team in a seven-game series. We can absolutely beat this team if we see them in June. If we get a fair whistle and we get the Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe that we are used to, there is nothing I have seen tonight that makes me think that we will not beat this team. This is not a team that we should be afraid of in the slightest. This is a very good Milwaukee Bucks team. And Bucks fans, I know you're on hold. I know that you're listening to me right now. Just take a breath we are 53 and 10 guys let's just take it easy right now you're going to hear a lot of takes tomorrow from all of these national pundits who have a lot to say about us just take a breath we are gonna be fine tonight tonight stunk i get it i totally get it but we are going to be fine Appreciate it, Brett. And and that's going to be a message I, I hope to hear a lot of tonight. But ultimately, there are going to need there's there's going to be needed improvement and vastly once playoff time comes from the performances of those guys tonight. Combined ten of thirty two shooting from Middleton and Bledsoe tonight. Combined twenty three points. Giannis did his thing tonight, ten of twenty one. One of six from beyond the arc, and that was a career high of his five threes made the last time these two teams got together in Milwaukee on te- national television back in December. Bucks lose on the West Coast trip out to Lipstick City and fall in LA 113-103. And we're talking about it with you on the Pick and Save Probes post game show. Bill Schmidt up late night with you here on 105.7 FM, the fan. Out to Southside, Mike's up on the fan after the Bucks lose by 10 on the road in LA. Mike, what's on your mind? I was waiting for this game all day, waiting to call you, and here we go. Aaron says relax. Two great callers you just had. Stole a little bit of my thunder. I think there was too much hype for this game. The whole nation wants the Lakers, don't they? 
I, I think they're the prevailing favorite around the country. People would like to see them how win, much, yeah. How much can people have front row paid for them tickets? Ten grand? I know okay. a standing room ticket for the game, Mike. Sorry to cut you off, and I want you to finish. I, I know one buddy of mine that lives out in California, standing room ticket was going for 400 tonight. Okay. I, there was just too much hype. Uh, I caught one thing before the end of the game. I had the radio show waiting for you guys to come mm-hmm. on. And he said, it's over in L.A. The Lakers take the season series. Uh, they played two games. He didn't even know that the Bucks won a game. Right. And then I'm going to get real quick. The Bucks or uh, the Lakers got to go through maybe Mr. All-NBA Harden, the Clippers. The Bucks maybe have uh, Philly and the Heat. I think uh, the Bucks have the easier path, though, don't you? No, absolutely, Mike. Appreciate the call. 100% the Bucks have the easier path to get to the, the NBA Finals and get into a seven-game matchup against the Lakers. Mike drops off, opens up a line for you at 799-1250. The Bucks clearly have the better and easier track, the fast track to getting to this point. They don't have to deal with the L.A. Clippers and Kawhi Leonard. Really, ultimately, they have to deal with the Boston Celtics or maybe the Toronto Raptors in the Eastern Conference Finals. That Miami Heat team's not going to be an easy out. But uh, they just lost in New Orleans to the Pelicans tonight. So take a deep breath, 53-10. and 10. But a difficult one to swallow, I think, on the road against the L.A. team where Mike just said it, there was so much hype for this game, and rightfully so. These two teams are the best in the NBA for a reason. Lakers now three games back of the, the Bucks in the loss column. I mean, it's not as much of a separation as maybe we've built it up Somewhat in our minds, I think the MVP race as well is taking on a, a life of its own in that realm as well. You're going to hear a lot of stuff about this game in the next couple of days. So your opinion on it, whether it wavers or not, what is it right after taking in a 113-103 loss, Bucks and Lakers here tonight? Ultimately, there's not a whole lot that I think is different after the game here tonight. You knew you were going to need better performances from Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton come playoff time if you're going to win games like this. A combined 10 of 32 shooting and a combined 23 points from those two is not going to get it done. Especially when your heavyweight is going up against their heavyweight. Your champion is going up against their champion. Grinding it out on each end of the floor. Giannis LeBron duking it out through the entirety of the game. But LeBron had the running mate in the fourth quarter that Giannis ultimately didn't. Anthony Davis and LeBron scored every single point for the Lakers in the fourth quarter. What does that do? I mean, there, there, there's a difference in that sense. And, and ultimately, the Bucks had a chance. They were within four with about four minutes to go. Middleton pulling up from the top of the key. And a block from behind just didn't see Davis coming from behind him. And ultimately, I think that was the the straw that broke the back. It really ended the final chance for the Bucks to win this one, 113-103 here tonight. Tweeters coming in. This one writes, Lakers held serve. Talent is there to win the title. Middleton in a slump, but he'll bounce back. Bledsoe needs to be better. George Hill, an improvement down the stretch. And George Hill also being out in this game was a major factor as well. Don't don't forget that, because in the struggles of Eric Bledsoe, when George Hill is available, 
They're a totally different beast. Joey's in Stevens Point listening to us on the radio.com. Abby's up on the fan. What's going on, Joey? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making it. Um, Chris Middleton, I'm not going to rip on how much we're paying him, but he needs to show up in a big game. Like, like you guys have been saying all night, there's so much hype leading up to this game. And for him to just absolutely not show up was just, I, absolutely ridiculous. You see LeBron's out there running with Anthony Davis. And Chris Middleton's been an all-star two years in a row. He's been in skills challenge, three-point challenge. And he, he needs to show up. Eric Bledsoe, I expect inconsistencies from him. But Chris Middleton, at the end of the day, you know, I don't expect him to be Anthony Davis-type player. But he needs to be a hell of a lot better than he was if we expect to do anything in the finals against either the Lakers or Clippers. Yeah, no doubt about it. Appreciate it, Joey. If you're going to be able to compete against these two teams, either one of these, or or honestly, don't sleep on the Denver team that you're going to see on Monday night. There is a lot of big-time talent out West that you're going to have to deal with come that time. But tonight on the floor... I think the talent still stacks up. The depth still stacks up. There's nothing that changed my mind whether or not I believe the Bucks are a title contender in tonight's game. Everything you knew already pretty much played out in front of you. You're going to need a much better night from Eric Bledsoe, and you're going to need Chris Middleton to play not only at an all-star level, but simply at the level he's played all year long. Shooting 50, 40, 90, that's going to get it done. If he shoots 40% from three tonight, it's a one-score game. But ultimately, when you're chucking up 10 bricks around the cup at that point, five of 19 from the floor for Middleton, it was simply just not enough. And, And ultimately, it wasn't enough to take the immense pressure they were applying to Giannis down low every single time he touched the rock. They were not giving him enough, ultimately, to get the ball out to trust the defense to go and collapse. Chuck's on the north side. He's up on the fan. Chuck, what's on your mind tonight? Oh, good. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate you making it, man. What's up? I I think Middleton and Bledsoe was a disappointment, but I think the refs made some calls that was questionable. To say the least. And and I think if... um, uh, Matthews play uh, can score a little more. We'll get a little bit of help. And why didn't they play uh, Sterling Brown a little? He's a good rebounding uh, guard. He's a, a good ball handler, and he scores a little bit. So they have to go down the bench a little bit if the regular guys are not doing it. Appreciate it, Chuck. And and Sterling Brown has, has really been left out of the equation for quite some time. And ultimately, I think he also takes a lot of the minutes away from Maybe a Pat Connaughton would, would be one where you expect to see a little bit more run where those minutes come from. But in, in tonight's game, I don't know if, if one of those guys was going to be able to hold serve. Dante DiVincenzo kept the Bucks in it in the third quarter. But being able to snap the 18-0 run by Bledsoe taking it to the cup, and it was still within 15, a couple of big-time threes from Dante, a good take to the cup to bring it within 11 going into the fourth. But if it's not for number zero, this thing could have gotten ugly there in the third quarter. 
Bucks give up 39 points defensively in the third quarter, lose it tonight, 113-103 in the biggest regular season game that I can remember for the Milwaukee Bucks organization. This one was huge. It was highly touted. And whether or not it ultimately means anything in a prevailing thought, I t- completely understand this game means absolutely nothing if these two teams meet come June 2nd when the NBA Finals start. But it's what's in front of us right now. And I don't think anything is glaringly different coming out of tonight's game. You knew you were going to need better performances, and you simply didn't get it. Now you have to get down to the crux of the conversation. Can you get the performances you need? I absolutely believe you can from Chris Middleton. I fully expect him to play better once these two teams meet in June. Eric Bledsoe, I'm not completely sold on. That's where I think George Hill helps a lot. And you can also also notice, while a lot of conversation will be on the free throw difference between the two clubs tonight, I'm not going to totally bring up the officials. I didn't think they were great tonight. It was definitely slanted towards the Lakers pretty much all night long. But you're going to have to win games on the road. You're going to have to win games when the officials are are not in your favor. I'm never going to use that as a full-on excuse as to why you lose the ball game. You lost the ball game tonight because two of your best three players combined for 23 points and shot a combined 10 of 32 from the floor. That's why you lost the game. You lost the game because for a a four-and-a-half-minute stretch in the third quarter, you didn't score a point, and you gave up 18. It's not going to be good enough, and it's definitely not going to be good enough on the road in that environment tonight, which Mike Breen and that ESPN crew, they call a lot of Laker games. Watch a lot of Laker games. They're on national television a lot. That was the loudest I had heard Staples this regular season here tonight. So this game meant something there as well. Don't kid yourself thinking we were the only ones waiting on pins and needles for this game to start here tonight back home in Milwaukee. AJ's in Glendale before a timeout up on the Big and Safe Probes postgame show. AJ, what do you got, man? Hey, what's happening here, man? Hey, listen. Yeah, this game did mean something to LA because you can watch LeBron. It was chippy. But the thing that I want to say is Middleton and Bledsoe, they did what they do in the playoffs, not show up. Giannis is there. He's there. We don't have that person to do that. And this is what well, this is why people get upset that we gave Middleton that money because we need you to show. We need you to be that guy. And he did. But LeBron and whatever you say about the referees, whatever. LeBron is that guy. He's been that guy. What for the last ten years? Yeah, he's always going to get those calls. He's yeah, no doubt, no doubt, that. absolutely. Yeah, he, he, that's why I'm. Too, that's why I'm never going to take it in and, and use that as an excuse. Sorry, AJ, I'm going I'm to keep you right here. That's why I'm never going to use an excuse because if you know you're going to have to play that dude in the finals, it's baked in. You know he's going to get a lot of calls. You're just going to have to be better than it. You're going to have to be better, and you need your other players besides Giannis. They're going to play Giannis tough. Giannis is going to always play hard and get his numbers, but we need other players to be special. Nobody was special. In the first half, you did a little something. Brooke Lopez gave us a little something. But nobody else was special. Third quarter came, we had nobody to step up, and that was the problem last year. We have to – Middleton and Bledsoe, somebody has to come. Dante DiVincenzo, he is, but 
we need more than that if we want to win a championship. And that is the problem. And that's where I'm saying where people, the people that defend Middleton, yeah, but Middleton shrinks in these situations sometimes. It's the, it's the next national uh, setting we were on. With Philly, it didn't happen. Now with this one, it didn't happen in the playoffs last year. It didn't happen. And and that's the question we have. We lost to Miami, but L.A., we could play in the championships if we get there, and it doesn't look like we can really suffer if Giannis is off or if teams are playing us tough. And that's where my problem is. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, A.J. Appreciate the phone call. If if you're not going to be able to see an advancement in these types of atmospheres, when else is it going to come? I know it all it it has to play out in June for for the true respect to come. And I keep seeing saying June because that's when the NBA Finals comes, and and everybody believes it's championship or bust. But to get through to the NBA Finals is not going to be a walk in the park, ladies and gentlemen. As much as I'd like to say the Bucs are so much more dominant than any other team, they're going to be able to breeze through this thing. I just don't see it happening. I don't see it playing out that way. I simply do not see them freight training through the Eastern Conference first two rounds like they did last year. I get they're better than last year. But to win the first eight out of your first nine playoff games, ultimately 10 of your first 11 playoff games, it just doesn't happen. You're going to be in in some tighter series moving into the playoffs. You're going to get into a lot of physical altercations, a lot of physical games. Tonight was physical. It was real chippy too. And the Bucs were not able to respond after the biggest blow right to the body I mean, you could say it was a, a, a shot to the upper lip and it took him down to the knees and hit him up against the ropes. An 18-0 run there in the middle of the third quarter that gave the Lakers a bunch of distance. At one point, they were up by 18 and it just got ugly from there. But Bucks fought throughout the fourth quarter. Can't say they didn't and, and led by Giannis there into the fourth quarter to try to stay with the Lakers throughout that fourth quarter. Had it within four with about four minutes left and a block from behind by Anthony Davis on a Middleton three, one of his eight misses from beyond the arc tonight, pretty much sealed the deal as a foul came to LeBron, and that was all she wrote with about three minutes left as the Bucks lose tonight, 113-103. Going to take a quick timeout. More of your reactions straight ahead. It's the Big and Save Probes postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz in Milwaukee North. This segment on the fan brought to you by Brighton Stratton College Athletics, offering athletic scholarships at 15 junior college sports. Learn more at bscbobcats.com. This is the Big and Save Probes postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, baby Tausch. More of your calls at 414-799-1250 when we return right here on the fan. Did that really just happen? It's time for the Are You Kidding Me? Moment of the Game. Brought to you by Gene Wagner Plumbing. Celebrating over 50 years in business. For any residential, commercial, or industrial plumbing needs, go to GeneWagner.com. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show. Driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. On the fan. An 18-0 run in the middle of the third quarter. Just about sealed the deal for the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, they got it within four with about four minutes to go. But 
difficult to come back from that at all. And the Bucks ultimately fall tonight at Staples Center in LA, 113-103. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. Appreciate you hanging out. That was the Are You Kidding Me moment of the game. Through the four-minute stretch where the Bucks don't score, it, it felt like you're seeing the game just dwindle away. And the Bucks had a five-point lead when this thing started. Come out scoring in, in a 7-2 run right out of halftime, tied up at 48 at the break, and then the wheels just came off for about four minutes with a couple of bench guys on the floor, also Middleton on the floor tonight uh, during that run, and Giannis's plus-minus will also reflect that happening uh, as well, where the Bucks fall into a trap where they just can't score. They couldn't get anything to fall and ultimately couldn't stop any of the transition buckets that were falling against them by the L.A. Lakers tonight. Back out to the phone lines. Let's go to Jamie on the south side. He's up on the fan. Jamie, what's on your mind tonight after the Bucks lose in L.A.? Oh, not much. It's just going, Tausch. Uh, everybody thinks this is doom and gloom, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, it's a West Coast road trip. It's the first one of a tough start. And this was, honestly, I've watched almost every game this year, and... This was about the worst shooting that we've had this year, So, and we still hung in there. I mean, I know we lost by 10 points, but it was still a tight game, even though we didn't have our best performance. So I'm not all that worried about the Bucks right now. Appreciate it, Jamie, and and nor should you be. I, I I still don't believe there's reason to panic as the Bucks won't be able to win a series against this team tonight. You, you still beat them back at home. You we're playing without George Hill, your first man off the bench, second, depending on wherever you find Dante DiVincenzo, and some people clamoring for him to be in the starting lineup after another double-digit performance tonight where he puts up 17 and, and really kept you in the game in that third quarter. But you're, you know the recipe to beat the Bucks, but there's also a recipe for the Bucks to beat themselves, and that played out tonight. You get 12 from Middleton, 11 from Bledsoe. And in that third quarter, early parts of the fourth, Bledsoe was just just awful. With about two minutes left, you're still within six and, and still a glimmer of hope to be able to get back into the game. And what do you see the exact same move you saw play out all postseason last year? The Bledsoe pound the ball into the floor, once he gets it back with about seven and a half seconds left on the shot clock, pound it into the floor, pound it into the floor, step back because everybody knows he's got to penetrate. He's got to do something with it. Step back, 25-footer, clanks off right side of the iron. How many times did you see that play out last year? And it's the same way that it goes heartbreak for the Bucks here tonight. Brad's in West Bend. He's up on the fan. Brad, what do you got tonight? Well, I think that, you know, everyone is putting the blame on Middleton and Bledsoe, rightfully so. But honestly, I think you got to give the Lakers more credit. They're a good team. Um, they didn't shoot the best either, but defensively they put in the effort. And this game kind of scares me a little bit because I think other teams in the East, they're going to smell blood here. And we all know that this isn't going to be a, a cakewalk to the finals because we remember last year. And, you know, when we're playing on national TV – Against the Los Angeles Lakers, we talk about respect, not even just with the Bucks, but the Brewers, just the city of Milwaukee. you got to start beating these bigger cities to gain more respect. And, you know, I want Giannis to win the MVP, but, uh, man, I think the media is really driving for LeBron. So just kind of scares me a little bit, but I guess we'll see what happens. Appreciate it, Brad. And also, 
it's a point well taken. There, there's got to be a lot of credit towards the the L.A. Lakers tonight, and especially towards their MVP candidate and their second all-star in Anthony Davis. Outside of Alex Crusoe hitting one free throw in the final moments of the game, LeBron and AD scored every single point in the fourth quarter. That's taking matters into your own hands and, and, and closing the deal. Bucks weren't able to do that. 32 from Giannis tonight, 10 of 21 from the floor, one of six from beyond the arc, started up 10 of 10 from the foul line, finished 11 of 14, 11 boards, and six assists. Rams on the north side. Here he is now up on the pick and save Pro Hoops postgame show. Ram, what's on your mind? Well, baby T, I'm gonna tell you what I've been saying. I'm, I'm I gotta, I, I gotta throw this at Middleton and Bledsoe. I'm not gonna throw it at Bledsoe much as I do Middleton. The reason I'm being is he being paid like the Bradley Bills and these guys. He just don't have it, man. He just like he's gonna have a big game against the Suns. When we play these these top opponents, I've never seen them come through. And tonight. What I saw, they got physical. Teams are saying we're gonna, we're just not gonna let Giannis walk down the court. And you know, you got a game plan. And when teams get physical, Giannis can get his buckets. But it seemed like tonight they were saying we're gonna shut everybody else down. And for the most part, I think that's why it was a lot of fouls called. But but baby T, if if you in a game like that, you could have more than one person slashing, getting to the line, going to the free throw line. You can't be standing out there shooting jumpers thinking that you're gonna, you know, go to the free throw line like that. You know, you're not the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not the Warriors. You know, and I think of the lot of the Bucks fan base. I know a lot of them disagree with me, but what I see is, you we don't have a legit number two. That's you saw that tonight for sure. You, you know, you go five for nineteen. No, that's not all star material. You, and baby, try say this. No, he's not as good as Bradley Bill. It's not even a, it's not even a conversation. You know, so now going forward, uh, these last two games, baby, those are playoff intensity games. I don't care what people want to say. That was a playoff. Like if it was a playoff that started, that would have been a game and the Miami game. What are we going to do about it? I don't know. It's hard to say, man. That was absolutely a playoff game. Appreciate it, Ram. That that was absolutely a playoff-like atmosphere for that game here tonight in L.A. Stables was off the chain. But when you're not going to get the performances from Bledsoe and Middleton like you need, I'm not giving Eric Bledsoe a pass. Because like Ram just said, you need multiple guys to be able to penetrate the lane. That's Bledsoe's primary offensive job. But how many different times when the moment gets big does he want to turn into a three-point shooter and pound the rock into the floor and attempt to step back. If he's going to play aggressive and get to the cup, and once he gets into the painted area, not look for the nearest contact, then he's a good finisher. But once he gets into the painted area, and you immediately see the head go to a swivel because he's looking for where some contact can come, that's when you know he's you know he doesn't have it that night. And Middleton clearly didn't have it tonight. Missed a couple of wide open jump shots. Wide open ones from the wing. And the block from Davis from behind ultimately sealed the fate of the Bucks there tonight. Evan Heffelfinger, producer of the Bill Michael Show, always has thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks. He's up on the fan now. Evan, that's uh, that's frustrating to say the least. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. I have a lot of things that I can say about this game. I Chris Middleton, I feel like he definitely just, oh, man, just could not hit a shot. I know the Middleton haters are out tonight, and, of course, we had to get Ram on. But I, Marcus Johnson, the entire night on the broadcast, was saying this is a battle between the number twos of Anthony Davis and Chris Middleton, and ultimately Chris Middleton just was not up for the task tonight. But that doesn't mean that he won't be in the future, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I totally appreciate it. Evan, good hearing from you, man. Love hearing you late at night. It, it, it's one of those where you you know you're going to have to have that big-time performance. And it just didn't happen. But the recipe is still the exact same to win this game come June when these two teams could ultimately meet one more time. Because otherwise you don't see the Lakers again. If you don't get there and they don't get there, this doesn't happen again. But whether it's to get to the NBA Finals or once you get there, we've all known the answer. It's you're going to have to get big-time performances from Bledsoe and Middleton. And neither showed up here tonight. This should be fun. Vincent's in Anaheim, California. He's up on the fan. Hey, what's up, man? How about, how about them Lakers, man? It came through. It came through like I knew they wanted to do. It's not a big deal, though. I mean, it's a big deal to the Lakers because all the disrespect all these Laker haters, uh, people, you know, mm-hmm. there's people that hate the Lakers. Believe that. You know what I mean? It's just because the national media wants the Lakers to go. Don't mean there's people that hate the Lakers and, you know, outside of California and all that. But they gave you your 10th loss. But it don't matter, man. You guys are still the best team in the NBA. All you got to do is just rebound from this. So, But I understand Chris Middleton and all that, he didn't show up. Number two didn't do what a number two needs to do. When, you know, Giannis is putting all the work. And, you know, I kind of agree with you, big. He talks about, you know, when I, I got to watch and listen to the whole game. So, you know, uh, the, the Lakers didn't dominate Giannis. Giannis still got his point. What they did is just dominate the last half of the game. That's what they did. So that's yeah, they why. took over. And, but, but it still was a close game, man. I was like, when I dropped it down to four points, I was like, I was still a little bit worried, man. And Because, you know, the Bucks they're going to do their thing, but the Lakers got this game. And, hey, what hey, Justin in North Carolina, man, I ain't take no out tonight, player. Yeah, you'll catch a lot more, though. Thank you, Vincent. I would love to know the, the disrespect and the Laker hate makes you want to call a Milwaukee post-game show. Just always always thought it was fun. I love Vincent, though. He's a good dude. Really fun guy. He listens to us on the Radio.com app. Like you can, too, this is the Big and Safe Probes post-game show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. This hour on the fan is brought to you by the Thomas Merrill Law Office. Divorce. Child custody, any other family law needs, go with experience. Go with Thomas Marola Law online, marolalaw.net. Call him at 414-327-5800. If Evan Heffelfinger weighed in, Dan Plucker had to weigh in as well. Dan, what did you think tonight? 113-103, Bucks lose in L.A. Hey, Billy, the man, the thing that I saw the most out of this game was uh, just the second half adjustments by the Lakers because, I mean, they shot 21 three-pointers in the first half. And then when it came to the second half, they just decided that they were going to pound the ball in the middle with LeBron and AD. Um, and a lot of it was just JaVale McGee or Davis sealing off the inside and LeBron going up for easy dunks left and right. And they only shot 11 three-pointers in the second half, so that was really the major part of the game for me. Yeah, no doubt about it. And ultimately, thanks, dude. And ultimately, when you're in the middle of that type of a run, unable to stop the bleeding, you're going to need to lean on some other guys to be able to get there. Bucks just weren't able to do it. 
414-799-1250, live at 1057fmthefan.com. You can tweet us at 1057fmthefan, 1250am, uh, and the freeradio.com is where you listen to us as well. Lakers only got 17 points, not from LeBron and AD. This is from Aaron on Twitter. No team game is going to fear me or I'm going to be afraid of in a seven-game set. Right. There's not many more times you're going to see one duo account for every single point except one in the fourth quarter. But then when were you stopping them? Every single time down the floor, LeBron was taking was taking on that matchup of Giannis. He wanted it every single time. Kurt says, Bledsoe has been inconsistent to say the least this year. Middleton needs to show up versus top teams, not just when Giannis is out or with him against scrub teams. Giannis didn't play tonight. It would have been a 50-point blowout. A healthy George Hill couldn't stop it. I still believe with George Hill tonight, this game is a little bit different because during that run with most starters on the bench and just the incons- lack of emotion or intensity is probably the wrong way to describe it. But there were points tonight where flat out it felt like Eric Bledsoe looked uninterested. And after he couldn't get anything to fall in the first four minutes, felt like he knew it wasn't going to be his night. But dang it, he was going to keep trying. Nobody was going to stop him from taking a couple of those. Craig writes, tonight showed how the Bucks will eventually collapse. Poor supporting cast. Bledsoe and Middleton will be the demise of this team and the season. Whether or not that plays out, I don't know. What I do know is we've known that's been the key for the Bucks to win an NBA title all year long. Nothing different came out of tonight's game. Now you just have to understand and figure out how to get it through Eric Bledsoe's mind that he needs to be better in this moment and figure out what is going on with Chris Middleton. Is this just a Chris Middleton slump? Because he's a historically streaky guy. A lot of shooters are. Better to come here in the beginning of March than the beginning of May. But tonight, it was unfortunate, and they're going to need a lot more coming up on Monday night when they take on the Denver Nuggets. We'll get into a lot more of that as well. But let's go to Ken on the north side before a timeout. We'll hear from Mike Budenholzer next. Ken, what's on your mind tonight? Bucks lose by 10 on the road. Hey, what's going on, man? I, I was uh, listening to the game. I was at work. Uh, I'm concerned, but I'm not concerned. Um, Chris Middleton, man, oh, man. He's better than that, and I guess maybe he might be in a slump or he might still be hurt. You know, I'm not sure, but that 18-0 run, George Hill would have definitely stopped the bleeding on that for sure. And uh, I just feel like sometimes we just don't really have a legit number two, man. I mean, I mean, the Lakers beat us with basically James, you know, and uh, Anthony Davis, you know. I mean – Middleton would have at least, you know, scored his average or, or played better. And, of course, you know, Bledsoe. But DiVincenzo, oh, man, he had a good game. He kept us in it. But I just – the thing that I'm going to hate most about this loss <laughs> is the national pundits, man. If we would have won this game, they wouldn't have said anything. Yep. Come Monday, they're going to be feasting on us. 
No, oh, yeah. Don't you, so, you know what, Ken? Just don't even turn on first take on on Monday. Just don't even listen to Max <laughs> and Stephen A. It's just, it's just going to be bad for your health. All right, man. I hear you, man. But hey, we'll we'll, we'll get it together. I, I, I'm not going to give up. You know, I, we we got to make it back to the Eastern Conference Finals again, man. I mean, if we don't this year, last year I was okay with you know what happened. I wasn't expecting us to make it that far, but this year we got to figure out something, man. So. That's all I got for you, man. I love your show. Appreciate you taking my call. Thanks for making it, Ken. Appreciate you. 414-799-1250. You can join the show just like Ken did uh, in the north side. When you're in this climate of, of the league and you're in this level of professional sports, expectations are always a good thing. But success only brings expectations to different levels. It's right to have the mindset that Ken just said. Didn't necessarily expect them to be a 60-win ball club last year. But when you make moves to bring back guys with NBA Finals experience like Kyle Korver, George Hill, you you make those types of moves to grab more playoff-savvy guys like Wesley Matthews, bring in a Marvin Williams at the buyout market because... Playoff teams, two through, you know, one, two, three, four seeds are players in the buyout market. You don't need to make trades when when you know guys are going to want to come to you on minimum contracts. Tonight, Bucks, they knew what they needed to do to be able to stop the L.A. Lakers. They knew what needed to happen for them to win the ball game. Ultimately, those things just didn't happen. Now, whether or not you're able to change that come the end of the season, although it's going to be determined, but we'll be able to find out. Don't get me wrong. We're going to hear from Avalasquez coming up here tonight on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Mike Budenholzer straight ahead this hour on the fan brought to you by Coach's Pub and Grill on South 13th Street. Stop in today for lunch or dinner. Try the fabulous Friday Fish Fry now open Coaches on Lake Noon. This is the Big and Safe Probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Time for you at 414-799-1250. Want to get your reaction after the Bucks lose the biggest regular season game that I can remember in the franchise's history out in L.A., 113-103. Chris Middleton and Eric Bledsoe combined for 23 points. 32 from Giannis, not enough as the Bucks lose the Lakers. We're talking about it here on The Fan. Was it a dunk? Was it a key basket in transition? Was it a spectacular play down the lane? It's time for the Wrench and Go drive of the game. Need auto parts? Wrench and Go is a self-service yard. Bring your own tools and access the lowest price auto parts around. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. The Bucks great on the road this year, 25 and six at the Bowl. Kicks it out to Eric Bledsoe. Bledsoe back inside and a tackle goal with a left-handed slam. Powerful left-handed slam. Mike Breen on the call. ESPN the audio. This is the Big and Safe Probes post-game show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North. Bucks lose tonight on the road in LA against the Lakers, 113-103. We're going to hear from Mike Budenholzer. In just one second, 32 points from Giannis tonight go along with 11 boards. Match it with six assists, but 
Nobody else was able to match anything Giannis did offensively for the Bucks tonight as everybody else pretty silent. 13 points from Brooke Lopez, the only other running mate really Giannis had in the starting lineup tonight as it was quiet from Chris Middleton, just 12 points, 5 of 19 from the floor. Add in 11 from Eric Bledsoe on 5 of 13 shooting. He was 0 of 3 from downtown. Chris Middleton, uh, just 2 of 10 from beyond the arc was he tonight. Dante DiVincenzo, the second leading scorer for the Bucks in the game tonight. And luckily, Dante was was in the game in the third quarter because otherwise it could have gotten a lot worse for the Bucks there tonight. Five points for Marvin Williams off the bench. Seven from Pat Connaughton. Kyle Korver back in the lineup. Good to see him back hitting a three here tonight with just three points. Three points from Wesley Matthews. One of six, all of those shots from beyond the arc. As we go inside the box score with Otto's Wine and Spirits, locally owned, offering the widest selection of beer, wine, and liquor with everyday low prices at their seven Milwaukee locations, Otto's Wine and Spirits.com. Time now to hear from the head coach after the game on the fan. Let's hear from the head coach. This segment is sponsored by Schneider. For over 80 years, they've been offering great careers with great benefits and more home time. Visit SchneiderJobs.com or call 1-800-44-PRIDE. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. I'll expect a little bit more even keel than most fans out of Mike Budenholzer tonight, but a frustrating performance from your top players outside of the MVP. Here's the head coach, courtesy of Fox Sports Wisconsin tonight after the Bucks lose 113-103 on the road. You know, credit to the Lakers tonight. They were just, they're better. Um, we weren't sharp in a lot of ways. Um, offensively, defensively, got to be better. And, and I think just uh, fouling too much, you know, they got to the free throw line a ton. And, um, you know, something that's usually an area of strength for us, keeping guys off the free throw line. Uh, today wasn't, so credit to them. They were the aggressor. They were driving it, attacking. Um, so, But, you know, I think it's good for us. We'll learn from it. We'll be better. Do you have an update on Giannis? As far as I know, he's okay. We didn't really – I didn't connect with him after the game. And in one of the timeouts, we talked a little bit, and um, the medical gave me an update after this. Was there any concern on your part of putting him back in the game in that spot? Just Because it, it's one of the more gruesome falls I think he's ever taken. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think there was, you know, he was shooting free throws and, um, you know, he's he made it look and sound like he was okay. And so, yeah, I mean, there's any time anybody takes a fall, you know, Giannis isn't any different than anybody else. We need everybody. So, yeah, it was pretty scary. Um, you know, hopefully uh, everything is fine. But you moving forward after a fall like that, even if he's structurally okay, you know that sometimes you have to protect Giannis from himself because yeah. he likes to play through that sort of thing. Where does that come into play here? No, that's, we had a timeout and, you know, kind of talked to him and talked to the medical. And, um, you know, again, you, you've you been around him. You know, we do have to protect him from himself. But pretty confident that, uh, you know, he was okay to keep going. A lot of us are going to try and attach more meaning to this game than maybe it really was worth. Is that is it just a game to, to you? How do you um, you know, they're a very good team. Um, they do a lot of things well. So we talked about before the game that um, you know, I think we'll learn more about ourselves. So I think anytime you play the, you know, the top teams in the league, it's good. It's, it's, you know, it's good for you guys, good for the fans, good for us. So I don't know about a ton more meaning, but, you know, it was a good game or a meaningful game. You mentioned their aggressiveness and physicality. Are there any ways that you think you guys could have handled that better? Yes. 
In what kind of ways do you think, or, or anything in particular, stand out? Yeah, I mean, I just I think um, you know we got to beat people to spots. We got to be more fundamental. Um, I think you know at times the emotion maybe um, and the basketball intellect wasn't where it needed to be. We had some fouls that were just silly. Um, and offensively, I think we got to you know move it and drive it a little bit more and not um, you know not allow them to maybe be up in us and. and um, not attack them the way they attacked. Chris really struggled from the field tonight. Just what did you see from him? Yeah, you know, everybody's human. Uh, you know, Chris has had a lot of really good games, and I'm sure he's going to look at a few plays and a few shots and situations where he'd love to have them back. But, you know, it's uh, he's been incredible, and he'll be incredible going forward. You all started the game moving the basketball well, give and go plays, and then it started to become stagnant. Do you think that was because of the defense, or do you think something shifted from your guys? Um, no, I mean, their defense was good, but, you know, I do think, you know, we got off to a great start. And the end of the first quarter, you know, it was kind of tough. We miss a layup and turns into a layup for them. And, um, you know, and then the second quarter, just we had a couple nine-point leads. They'd taken timeouts, and, um, you know, they were able to put together, you know, some stops and some scores and just became a tight game. And then they kind of swung it the other way. And we made one run, but we weren't good enough. In a game like this, how much do you take out of what Dante was able to do in big moments and motion and kind of the way he carried himself? And yeah, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I don't I don't think it was his best first half, so I think he had a really good second half. Um, I could be wrong there. So I, but, you know, he's such a competitive guy, and he's always coming at you uh, for him to hit some shots and make some plays. He's just growing. I think he had 19 the other night and now 17 again tonight, and I'm just excited about his progress and how he can play in a game like this. What do you think about the way you guys defended LeBron and AD? You know, how many free throws did they shoot? You know, LeBron has 15 and Davis has 11. So just, you know, I think it's a little bit like I've been saying, just getting to the free throw line is hard. But a lot of the other stuff I thought um, made things difficult for him. You know, foul trouble hurt Anthony Davis in the first half. And, um, you know, he got away from us a little bit in the second half. For you guys, just to see Marvin get so many possessions on both those guys, just what did you think of the job he did in that? Yeah, I thought he had some great individual one-on-one possessions. So his defensive ability just continues to stand out. How do you get, how do you kind of keep guys on track when there are so many whistles and there are things going against you and they have an 18-0 run? How do you kind of get them kind of back into focus? Yeah, I mean, we just talk about, you know, trying to go to the next play and, um, you know, us trying to be, you know, better and smarter and, um you know, try and avoid, uh, you know, the just the not smart fouls and things like that. But, uh, you know, there's runs, and, you know, we couldn't we couldn't kind of turn it during that, that period. Offensively specifically, do you try to kind of lean into Chris and Giannis there to hopefully steady you a little bit? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, the ball was in those guys' hands quite a bit. They got a little bit of a rhythm, the two, in a, you know, pick-and-roll game. But, you know, for a lot of the night, um, you know, we couldn't get a good rhythm offensively, you know, whether it be Giannis or Chris or anybody. Marcus, it seems to me this has been a decent deflection game. What defensive play stood out? Here's the Laborers Local 113 defensive play of the game. The Laborers Local 113 Milwaukee. Feel the power at liuna113.org. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops Post Game Show, driven by Mercedes Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Game six to shoot, gets inside, layup blocked by DiVincenzo. Oh, what a rejection. 
Dante DiVincenzo doing it on the defensive side, not only the offensive side tonight with a block of LeBron, 17 points. 7 of 13 from the floor was Dante tonight in 25 minutes of run. First man off the bench with George Hill missing in action. The groin contusion. Possibly see George Hill later on in the road trip. Bucks in Phoenix on Sunday. And then in Denver on Monday night. We'll hear from Matt Velasquez coming up here shortly. This is the Big and Save Probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Take a quick time out. We'll be back right after this with more of your reaction after the Bucks lose tonight in L.A. 113-103. Keep it right here. This is the Big and Safe Rose postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Who's banged up on the Bucks? Once I felt I could put weight on it, I was like I had to get back out there. This is the McCormick Law Office Milwaukee Injury Report. McCormick Law Office, the back injury attorneys. This is the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North on the fan. Injury report with George Hill on it today out, but Kyle Korver returns for the Milwaukee Bucks as they lose 113-103 in L.A., to the L.A. Lakers here tonight. Biggest regular season game of the year in the NBA goes to L.A., but the Bucks with a seven-point win over these guys back in December. So the season series, despite what some folks were saying earlier on, uh, no, the Lakers did not win the season series, tied up at one. But the biggest in the biggest report on the injury report here tonight is to report on what was seen on Giannis's leg after a noticeable limp. Really, really tough fall that he had there with about a minute and a half, two minutes left in the game, coming down off a foul, got tripped up on the land, and Eric Name of the Athletic or Milwaukee Basketball Insider saying Giannis threw a black wrap on his left leg before getting dressed and addressing the media, also saying he definitely was rocking a noticeable limp walking in and out of his media scrum as well. And some video coming out of... Giannis and his brother, Thanas, is getting into a little bit of a argument with a fan walking off the floor in L.A. tonight. If anybody was wondering, uh, Giannis to L.A., I can't think he's going to happen. I'm just, I'm just going to put that in here right now today. I'm not anticipating that at all. And, and if anybody still believes that that's the landing spot, uh, good luck. I, I just don't see that being a fit for that guy. And Matt Velasquez putting it out right now. Hopefully Matt is able to join us from Staples Center before we get out of here on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. Matt saying Giannis looked very much the part of a man who had just been in a battle. His lip was bloodied early in the game, resulting in three stitches he also had a noticeable limp after a scary fall there in the fourth quarter that we just mentioned. Says he's good, but that's what he always says. Raise your hand if you're thinking Giannis sits on Sunday against the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, no doubt about it, as that feels to me like it would be a, a great opportunity to put him down on, on the bench, maybe right behind, get himself into a nice suit, hang out watch a little bit of basketball, maybe come out and hang out with us at the spring training game earlier on in the day. There's plenty of good stuff that Giannis could be able to do on Sunday that does not involve him 
stressing or putting any more stress on that injured leg that he had there tonight and obviously uh, was favoring, as multiple reports say, coming out of the Bucks locker room right after the game. The MVP brought to you by Chevrolet. Check out the all-new 2020 Chevy, Chevy Silverado at your local Chevy dealer or at Wisconsin Drives Chevy. Dot com. You usually don't give this to an opponent, but given the circumstances of it, the MVP of tonight's game was LeBron James, 37 minutes, 12 of 21 from the floor, finished with 37 points, eight boards, seven assists, three steals as well for LeBron tonight. Huge game, huge matchup, and also LeBron just took the challenge of going up against Giannis and defending him for the majority of that fourth quarter, pretty much all of the second half, it was Giannis LeBron when the Bucks were on offense, and and LeBron stepped up to the challenge. And this audio just coming out tonight of LeBron addressing just that. LeBron, Avery Bradley was saying he felt the tone change for the team in the second quarter when you picked up Giannis, and just wondering what your mindset was and how you thought they could push forward. Well, I mean. My sidekick right here, he uh, picked up a couple of early fouls, and, you know, it was my, my opportunity to just take the challenge, and, um, and I didn't want him to get another one, uh, even though he ended up getting another one anyway. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just taking the challenge, man, and uh, taking the responsibility, defensive end, and, uh, and that's what it's all came down to. And that's being one of the best players on the floor and being one of the best players on the planet. It doesn't matter what the moment is. When you know that you need to pick up on both ends of the floor, he did that tonight and ultimately was able to poke a couple away from Giannis and and just make it really, really tough on him on on the block tonight. And when Giannis was on the block defensively late on in the game, they were taking it right at him. And, And it was tough to see, but Giannis just with no supporting cast tonight. Uh, really to speak of, was, was kind of a one-man wrecking crew with 32 points and, and 11 boards, six assists tonight. Little Definitely outmatched, but ultimately he was outmatched because the running mates alongside Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton simply just didn't show up. Combined 23 points from Middleton and Bledsoe on a combined 10 of 32 shooting tonight as the Bucks lose at Staples. 113 103. This is the Big and Safe Probes postgame show driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North inside the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. Guys, let's take a quick look around the scoreboard and then got to look at this upcoming schedule for the Milwaukee Bucks because if you think that it gets any easier after today's game, uh, you're completely fooling yourself. But first, guys, Pella windows and doors trying to simplify your life. And really, we can all thank Pella windows and doors for what they've done for all of us here and in, in extending different financing offers. But now for the month of March, they've come with a totally different game plan for you to try to save you money on window replacement because you got to make 2020 the year for window replacement. Make it a part of your 2020 vision today with zero payments for five months and 0% APR financing for five years on qualified projects with approved credit from Pella Windows and Doors. Or you can get 50% off painting and staining of 
qualifying Pella products. If you go to PellaWI.com today and check it out, stop in, or you can just schedule online your free in-home consultation today at PellaWI.com. Why do you want to go to Pella Windows and Doors? Because they're a single call for everything, for measuring, manufacturing, custom manufacturing. They install their own products, service their own products if needed, and then back them with a limited lifetime warranty with Better Than Bank Financing. Imagine it, one source for everything in your life when it comes to your windows and doors. Guys, in as little as one day, your home can be so much more energy efficient and your property value can skyrocket. Five, nine different styles of Bella windows and doors to fit your particular tastes and needs that you need. Guys, available in vinyl, fiberglass, luxurious wood, and the roll screen option, particularly practically disappears out of you it's the 2019 most innovative window award for a reason it's pellawi.com once you get there tell them bill schmidt sent you now let's send it out to la and hear from our guy matt velasquez on the great midwest bank hotline milwaukee journal sentinel beat writer after the bucks lose 113 103 matt what was the feeling from Giannis after the game i saw on twitter you addressed the confrontation him and T.A. got into uh, after the game, but during the game, uh, he got beat up pretty well during those 36 minutes. Yeah, you know, he, he claimed he was good. You know, he, he said it wasn't an issue. Like, when he went down with the fall with his knee, uh, he was just thinking about getting up and making the free throws. Uh, it wasn't really a, a big deal, at least to him. Um, I mean, the, the way he was limping looked a little bit more serious than he was letting on, but, you know, that's uh, you know, kind of just how he is. Um you know, but I think that in terms of the game, he thought it was really physical. Uh, they, they didn't do a good enough job of, um, of matching that aggression, matching that physicality, and also finding ways to avoid fouls. Um, you know, 32 fouls and leading to 31 Lakers free throws uh, was something that definitely stood out to him. Um, you know, but it was just one of those nights where, um, you know, they, they didn't play their best. Everybody who, who we talked to just said, hey, this wasn't a very good game, and you know, the Bucks still still made it close, but it, it definitely was far from their best, that's for sure. Well, no doubt about it, and being able to shoot from, from deep, a combined 10 of 32 from Eric Bledsoe and Chris Middleton, just 23 points of production from those two guys. I, I kind of said it all night, Matt. The recipe didn't change. Anything that you thought the Bucks needed to do in the playoffs to win big-time games and big-time series like ones against the L.A. Lakers possibly in, in, in the NBA Finals, you're going to need those two dudes to be better. I think it's simple and point blank. Absolutely. I mean, Chris Middleton, uh, you know, he's not going to go 5 of 19 a lot of times. You know, the way he's been shooting the ball this season, playing this season, he's been really good. And, and the Chris Giannis pick and roll was still really effective, uh, you know, at a, at a bunch of points in this game. Um, but he, he definitely didn't have his best. And I had that, that dumb, like, clear pass foul, which was definitely a clear pass foul because – you know, the if you have a player ahead of the, of the play, even if he doesn't have the ball, if, yep. if Danny Green's ahead of everyone else, that's a clear pass foul. Um, you know, and so he can't be doing that just because he's frustrated. Because then you're giving up two free throws to LeBron, and then they get the ball back. You know, after the clear pass foul, and LeBron makes a baseline fadeaway, and suddenly, you know, what had been a 7-0 run is now an 11-0 run in a span of seconds. Um, you know, can't, can't be doing that. Eric Bledsoe, you know, he, he, he claimed, you know, this just, just kind of thing that happens. Um, you have games like this. He's just trying to be aggressive like he always is. And, and tonight he just, you know, ran into a bunch of guys, got charge calls, you know, all that stuff. Um, but he still wasn't making sound decisions, yeah. um, you know, at, at a bunch of junctures. Bud said that they weren't smart. Uh, not just Bled, but a lot of other guys. 
Uh, and, and that's really what stood out, uh, I think, a lot in this game, which is a lot of, like, frustrated, you know, bad decisions, bad choices. Um, a team doesn't foul very often, getting called for, you know, the most fouls they've been called for in regulation all year. Um, it, it was just uh, everybody seemed like they were kind of either taken up by the moment, the emotion of the game, you know, some early calls from the refs got into people's heads. Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly what it was. No one really could put a finger on it. Uh, but it, it definitely well, it was not the usual performance, uh, you know, we're used to seeing. And it was still a four-point game with, like, five and a half minutes left. So, you know, that that's just kind of the way things shook out. Well, that was the thing. Matt Velasquez giving us a look inside the locker room with the Granville Business Improvement District. The Granville Connection is opening soon. Go to granvillebusiness.org to see how your small business can be a part of it. When, when you were looking there early on, some frustration just seemed to settle in early, and they were never able to shake out of it. And, and you mentioned the clear path foul, a part of that 18-0 run there in the middle of the third quarter. Some of that felt like, like just frustration just boiling over there. And it was still in the middle of the fourth quarter when it was a nine-point game. We're sitting here waiting for the show and sitting here thinking, man, this feels like it's a 20-point game. As bad as they've played, they were still right in it. And if that chase down block from Davis on the three from Middleton is a different result, we could have had a totally different game those final three and a half minutes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I think there also was a missed opportunity for the Bucks because the Lakers, I don't think, played very well, at least offensively in that first half. They, yeah. they, couldn't, they couldn't make a three. Like, they were like one of a bajillion on threes. And if you're the Bucks, you need to be able to capitalize more on that. I think they were five of of 21 or somewhere close to that in the first half. Um, they weren't great either. They started 2 of 14 in the first quarter, and, and they got better, and maybe 5 of 9 in the second quarter. Whatever it was, uh, it still wasn't a high percentage and uh, or even an average percentage. And so if you're the Bucks, you need to take advantage uh, of the time that, that you have where the Lakers aren't playing all that well. Uh, and they didn't do that. And then the, when the Lakers started to get rolling, suddenly the Bucks were in a position where it seemed like they didn't know how to answer, and it took until the fourth quarter when, when Giannis got going a little bit. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, who had a really great game, he he you know hit a big shot. Chris Middleton hit a three, and, and then they started to get into it. But I think that at that point it, it ended up being too little too late because they just couldn't get over the hump. Bucks lose tonight, 113-103 in L.A. to the L.A. Lakers. Matt Velasquez joining us from Staples Center for just a couple more minutes here on the Pick and Save Pro Hoops postgame show. Dante DiVincenzo, feel like a broken record here, Matt, but just continues to impress. He was really one of the main reasons they were in that game going into the fourth quarter because of the third period he had. Yeah, no, he was fantastic, uh, especially in that second half, I think. Um, I, I don't, you know, Bud pointed this out in postgame. I don't think he did all that much in the first half. But in the second half, he was really good. Uh, and that was necessary because George Hill was out tonight uh, after the low blow from Goran Dragic earlier this week. Uh, kept, keeps him out again. Uh, we'll see if he'll be able to play on Sunday. Um, but, you know, Dante feels like he's, uh, you know, maybe maybe turning the corner right now. He's been doing it for the past few games. And, uh, you know, he's, he's starting to uh, kind of hit his stride at the right time. The Bucks. Uh, really need him to step up and to do it on this stage I think is a is a positive development for him were you surprised Matt the Bucks didn't try to go back to Brooke later on into the second third and fourth after as, as hot as he was early in this game um not necessarily I think that maybe he had some opportunities that he passed up that he chose to pass up uh, in order to either drive or, or pass the teammates or whatever um yeah I, I think he was he was the only one who was making threes. I think at one point he was three for three, and everyone else on the court was like, 
you know, three of 26 yeah, or whatever something like that. it was. It, it was wild. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I think that he, he was comfortable. He shot the shots that he was comfortable with. And, you know, maybe they could have gone to him a little bit more. They could have tried to do something different. Um, you know, but also, you know, I, I don't think that they necessarily want to play their offense that way. They want the ball to organically find people. Sure. Uh, and for those people to take shots when they're comfortable. Um, you know, I, but I think, you know, offensively, I, I think obviously they can make shots more. But I think the biggest issue was they just couldn't find ways to defend aggressively without fouling, which isn't usually a problem for this team, but it was definitely a problem tonight. Bucks send the Lakers the free throw line just a whole bunch in tonight's game. LeBron shoots 15 free throws himself. Him and Anthony Davis scored every single point outside of an Alex Caruso free throw in the final three and a half seconds of that fourth quarter. That's closing out the deal with your three with your two best players. One thing that that's going to be stressed, I think, in the national media. What what's one phrase that you'll say to Bucks fans, Matt, to uh, calm them down? Because Twitter was Twitter was was back and forth seemingly all night. Well, I mean, the Bucks have lost two out of three, uh, and this is the biggest moment of adversity of the season. And they're still fifty-three and ten. Um, they split the season series with the Lakers. This is, you know, unquestionably, or at least right now. I mean, record-wise, is the best team in the West. Um, this is like, undoubtedly a potential Finals preview. Like, if this happens again in June, like, you know, if they get a chance to meet again. Like you know, then then game on. Let's yeah, I take seven because, of those. Yeah, no, that would be super fun. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and the and the Bucks uh, obviously won and, and held the lead for most of the night in their win against the Lakers in Milwaukee, and they didn't play well here in LA. And LeBron and AD were were, were great. Giannis was great too. They no doubt about that. Um, you know, he was fantastic. Um, but the Lakers had had two of those guys who were fantastic. And if the Bucks are going to win, they're going to need more guys to step up uh, than just Giannis. So. You know, if, if you give this a seven-game series, I think it would uh, it'd be pretty fun, and I'd be interested to see what would happen. It would be a lot of fun, Matt. Appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you in a week from now as I head out to Phoenix, Arizona. I'm going to miss you in Phoenix, but enjoy Denver. Enjoy a night or two uh, to sleep and get cooped up and ready to go for this final stretch run uh, as we close it out here on the postgame show, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, looking forward to a little bit of load management. <laughs> there we go. That's Matt Velasquez joining us, as he always does after each and every game. You're on the Big and Safe Probes postgame show. Go follow him online right now today on Twitter at Matt underscore Velasquez. And JS Online, go subscribe. That's where you get the best content from Matt at the Journal Sentinel. If you're just going for the freebies, you're not going to get the hard-hitting stuff that ultimately you need from Matt Velasquez as he follows your Milwaukee Bucks and covers them as well as anybody. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Has your passion outgrown your home? A Great Midwest Bank home renovation loan may give you the space it deserves. Visit greatmidwestbank.com, simply local lending. Since 1935, take a look around the NBA scoreboard. Wizards get a 118-112 win at home against the Hawks. It was Nets 139, Spurs 120. Thunder 126, Knicks 103 at MSG. The Jazz go on the road in Beantown, meet the Celtics 99-94. Pacers 108, Bulls 102 in Chicago. The Magic up in the T-Wolves in Minnesota, 132-118. 110-104, Pelicans beat the Miami Heat. Grizzlies fall in Dallas, 121-96. 
And the Phoenix Suns, 127 Trailblazers, 117. The Phoenix Suns, the next opponent for the Milwaukee Bucks. That comes up on Sunday, a 5 o'clock tip-off. Mitch Ross will be in here for me as I head south to go cover the Milwaukee Brewers with my guy Austin Texas on the other side. Great job, as always, by him and everybody for calling and texting. Appreciate it at 414-799-1250. Bucks lose 113-103. There's going to be better days and more of it coming up. We'll cover it all here on 105.7 FM, the fans, 1250 AM, and the free radio.com app, and right here on the Pick and Save Probes postgame show. I'm Bill Schmidt, Baby Tausch. I've been broadcasting out of the Pella windows and doors of Wisconsin Studios. You've been listening to the Pick and Save Probes postgame show, driven by Mercedes-Benz of Milwaukee North. Bucks lose tonight in L.A., 113-103. We're back on the air on Sunday night. Keep it right here. This is 105.7 FM, The Fans. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.